the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab, number 40 for February 20th, 2006. Greetings, folks, and welcome to the 40th episode of the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab. I'm Dave Hamilton, and of course, I'm here with John Braun. Um, hi. How are you? Fantastic. Are you really? Yes, I am. I had the day off, so that's nice. Oh, that's good. I, I, took, our, I took the day off. various presidents. That's right. That's right. Well, pretty much every day is a day off for you, right? <laughs> hey, that's not nice. <laughs> So we had. I know that's far from the truth. We had 34 hours without power, you know, here uh, at the uh, TMO Towers East. It was a. Ooh. It was cold. Yeah, it went out about noon on on Friday and didn't come back until like 10 p.m. Uh, last night, Saturday. Oh, Saturday night rather. And it was getting close to frozen heat pipe land in our in our bedroom. <laughs> it was 36 degrees on an interior wall when the heat finally came back on. So it's your own fault. What's that? It's your own fault. My own fault? I didn't knock the trees down. <laughs> yeah, you moved to New Hampshire. Hey, what's that supposed I mean, to mean? <laughs> once you get past Massachusetts, man, I mean, you're just, you're, you're talking wilderness, and you know, polar bears. <laughs> Actually, we do have a bear here in Durham, and I've, I've, been, I've been told that people have seen it walking through our yard. So, uh, so tonight's show, we have a whole lot of stuff to go through. We were going to do uh, a, a solely listener feedback show, but so much stuff happened this week that, that we're going to have to do about half and half. So we got a blizzard of stuff. We have a blizzard of stuff to talk about. So we've got the, uh, we do have some listener feedback to go through. Uh, and we've got, uh, some various stories to tell about some things that happened this week and. I think John and I will probably wind up in a mutual rant about something here later. So gather around the computer. That's right. And we've brought back the wish list. Some of you have asked about it. We've brought back the wish list. So we'll, we'll talk about that and go through it toward the end of the show. First Mm -hmm. though, we need to talk about the folks who are sponsoring this show. And first up is the think different store. The think different store at thinkdifferentstore.com sells all types of stuff for your iPod, all kinds of different accessories, skins, cases, headphone adapters, uh, car adapters, all kinds of great stuff. Uh, they've got a wish list on their website, so you can plug stuff in that people would might want to get you or you might want to get for yourself. Their mm-hmm. shipping is cheap, uh, and, and they get the stuff right out the door. I have actually purchased from them in the past. Uh, my wife actually just bought something from them a couple weeks ago, long, uh, before we even knew they were sponsoring the show. And the stuff gets right out. So they, uh, they know what they're doing, and they have something special for all of you. If you buy something from thinkdifferentstore.com, use the coupon code MACGEEK and get five bucks off your purchase. So thinkdifferentstore.com. They, they, they won't you know, record that fact beyond that, that you're a Mac Geek. You can admit it. That's right. Just one time. It's, it's good to admit it this time. It, they, they make it worth your while. And uh, who else? We are, Another sponsor, we are co-sponsored right? by Audio Engine, the makers of fine speakers. These, the, these folks have uh, just released the Audio Engine 5 desktops, desktop speakers. Fantastic things. They're, they're these kind of white, almost cubes. Uh, they've got low-end driver and a high-end driver in them. And they sound fantastic. One of the coolest parts about them is that they're built not only to be used, connected directly to your computer, of course, 
but they have a couple of different ways that you can use them all by themselves. Uh, you can plug your iPod into them, not only to get sound out of your iPod and through the speakers, but it's got a USB jack on the top of the left speaker that you can plug into your iPod to charge it. Now, that's the only thing the USB jack is good for, but they've tested it with the iPod and it works. You can plug your iPod in, charge it right then and there. Or, and I think you tried this this week, John, you can use Just, it with an yeah. Airport Express, right? Yes, plugged it in. And uh, and here's the interesting thing. You you, you would ask yourself, well, will I have, if I have an iPod plugged into the port on the top, um, so there's an audio in on the top and one on the back, and you have, of course, so I had the Airport Express going into the audio in on the back, and then there's one on the top for an iPod. What would you expect would happen? Well, that they I'll both would work. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, so it didn't cut out one over the other. I cool. was able to hear both channels, so that's kind of cool. So anyway, so I tried both channels, plugged it in on the back there. It's a really neat solution if you just want to cart it around and you know uh, stream your, your uh, audio through uh, iTunes. And they do expect to sell out often. However, they will tell you on the website when your order will ship. So when you order it, they will tell you when they expect to ship your order. And uh, they're more accurate, from what I understand, than Apple. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. Because uh, my MacBook Pro shipped, but not without a hiccup. So that's Audio Engine at AudioEngineUSA.com. Mm -hmm. They go to a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I tried. Good. That's good. All right. Well, let's let's start with some listener feedback, right? And uh, and and see where we see where we get. So the first one is about uh, is about iPhoto from Carl Brandvold. And just got a couple quick questions for you. Um, first off, uh, first off, I use an iMac a G4, and uh, my first question is with iPhoto. Now, when I'm going through the library looking at pictures, if there's a picture if I, uh, that I don't want, and I delete it. It's not actually deleted. I mean, it's deleted from what are, where the area I'm looking at, the, vis the visual library, but it doesn't delete the actual file. It's still out there in hard drive land. So I'm wondering, is there a way I can make it towards a one-step process, kind of like with iTunes? If I want to get rid of a song, you know, I go to my library, and then I click it, and it says, you want to send it to trash? And you're like, sure, why not? Um, is there a way I can do that with iPhoto so I don't have to go through two steps to get rid of one picture? John, you want to? Uh, hmm. You want to? You want I don't to... think I heard this one. This may have been a Skype one. So, <laughs> no, actually, this I'm pretty sure this came in hmm. via. Maybe it came in via email to me. So, uh, anyway, the the interesting thing here is, of course, that what you described for taking something from iTunes and throwing it away is also a two step process. You're, you're putting it in your system trash, which you then have to go and empty to actually get rid of the file. And the same is true of, of iPhoto, except that iPhoto actually has its own trash. And a lot of people don't know this. I didn't know it for, for a long time that iPhoto, when you delete something, like Carl says, it, it doesn't go away right away. It does go to the trash. Now, you go to the I, iPhoto's file menu and choose empty trash, and that's where you get rid of it. But it is a two-step process, like anything else is. And frankly, I think that's done for your safety and, and, and mine, mm -hmm. of course. So... No, I don't think there's a way of doing it individually. However, we've been wrong before about iPhoto. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, and I wanted to bring that up. You've been wrong. <laughs> Flint asked us uh, whether iPhoto could print greeting cards, and both John and I stood right up and, uh, and said, oh, no, 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 no. Can't be Listen, done. I think we thought that the, the intent was they wanted to make a business out of printing them. Right. Well, why would they put a, you know, an option in for you to 
do it yourself since you probably don't have two-sided card stock. Though you may. Who and knows? we learn never to let business thought get in the way of geek speak because mm-hmm. it can be done. And in fact, we had quite a few of you. Uh, I know Iggy and Michael yes. actually both sent us cards that they had created and then printed to PDF. <laughs> so that was a, the point right home. That Thank was a, a nice way, a subtle way of uh, showing us. In fact, I think one of them, I can't remember which one actually wrote it in the card. Look what you guys missed. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you for pointing they, that out. And they even had an update, and I thought one of the updates, I think it was a you know, .01 update yeah. um, for all the apps, uh, the new iLife suite. And I thought, oh, here we go. Yeah. I'm going to fix it. But they haven't yet. So no, I think, I think it'll stay. Yeah. But the calendars, the calendars, I don't believe. That has print disabled. So for whatever reason, they're letting you do cards, but not calendars. Go figure. Interesting. Is that is that yes. correct? I had not I had not experimented with that. I didn't the realize. last time I checked calendars, calendars didn't seem to offer the same flexibility. Which really? a calendar may be something that most people do not have the facility to uh, put together on their own. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. We'll see. But last time I looked and, and I was trying to pay attention. So anyways, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Where do we move to? Did you move? <laughs> <laughs> Not this week. Not this week. I thought about it with all that power up. Man, it was cold here. <clears throat> I'm telling you. Maybe you got some, uh, uh, do you have like wood stove or uh, generator? Well, you got a generator, right? No, generator we don't. We, no, it was actually do. interesting. It, we'll, we'll veer off topic here. Oh. We have two fireplaces in the house, and so we had both of those pretty That's much going around the clock. But, wood? And but you got the, like free wood? Oh, I, I have wood right. that I purchased at the beginning of the, the winter, and, and I had some on the property that I split up this fall. But uh, but that was enough to keep the house, you know, fairly warm up the, the, the top floor of the house where there is no fireplace got cold, like I said. But uh, what I was really worried about was the office here because there is no fireplace over here in the office. Uh, and so it got extremely cold over here. Thankfully, there's antifreeze in the in the heat pipes. So that kept us uh, kept us out of the woods, so to speak. But it sure got cold here. And it was funny because a, a week ago today. I actually left a voicemail for my electrician asking him his opinion on generators. And uh, apparently I was about a month too late with that. So, <laughs> yeah, that's just how it goes. Oh, we also have, yeah, I had, um, yeah, because the power goes out here to a, a portable kerosene gen- uh, heater is probably not a bad idea, though. Make sure you yeah. ventilate if you get one of those, please, right. so you don't <laughs> die from carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got to get something here. We've, you know, we need to do something, but we'll figure it out. Uh, so we will move on to uh, mm. Tim Vandersteel had a had an interesting question. So we'll we'll Tim, move on. Good to old that. Tim. Yes. Yeah. Hi John. Hi Dave. I'm Tim from Belgium, and I have a question for you guys. When I'm using my power book uh, at home, I sometimes just sit at my desk and uh, stand there sometimes the whole day on. My power book's battery uh, doesn't last the whole day, so I have to use the power short. Um, but I've heard mentioning that having my laptop connected isn't good when my battery is fully loaded. So uh, sometimes they suggest uh, getting the battery out of my power book. Now I'm asking you guys, what's your uh, opinion about this uh, the subject and uh, what you would do? Um, surely the Apple designers didn't have that in mind when they designed the MagSafe connector. Um, 
Okay, thank you and keep up the good work. Thank you, Tim. So, uh, your opinion on this, John? Being That's crazy. Being a laptop owner. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, what's crazy? No, I, I would say you're okay with leaving it plugged in, my personal opinion. You're okay with it being plugged in because, especially when the battery gets at the top of its limit, it'll go from a charge mode to a trickle mode, so you're not blasting the battery. Um, so I think you're okay as long as, the, the, the big thing, though, is if you do a lot of uh, cycling. So I've seen, actually, um, I actually have a coworker who does a lot of charge-discharge. So, so I don't think, <clears throat> excuse me, so leaving it plugged in, which I think was the question, I don't see a problem with that because the computer can accommodate it, but it's more cycling between fully charged and uncharged that could uh, shorten your life. So that's kind of what I have to say on that. Yeah, but, I think but I wouldn't recommend like changing what you do at all because as far as I can tell, what you're doing is as it was designed to be. You know, don't take the battery out. Oh, no. No, no, don't take the battery out. I, I wouldn't do that. The, and I think you're right, John. You, you, you don't want to... Or you want to avoid cycling too much. However, my experience, even on the newer power books, uh, which of course have intelligent batteries in that, like you said, they won't overcharge or undercharge or anything like that. My experience is that if you are someone who uses your power book at your desk a lot, you want to power cycle the thing once or twice a month, at least if your power book is mostly plugged in and, and you're just transporting it from place to place, or, or maybe just even leaving it, leaving it on your desk most of the time, you do want to pull that that power cord out at least once or twice a month and let the battery go all the way down to nothing and then uh, and then charge it back okay. up. Okay, as we you mean by a power cycle where it comes up with that warning, which could be yeah. kind of scary, saying, "Hey, if you don't do anything for a couple more minutes, I'm going to shut down." And I recommend so, doing that once or twice a month. Yep, and I believe that they actually recommend that when you first get actually at least in the manual for my. Uh, my machine it said actually do this the first time you get the machine because there's a little chip inside the battery that um reports the battery capacity to the mac and if you use something like x battery which right. i'm looking at right now it'll show you and, and you'll actually uh one time what i did is i did do you know what apple recommended is let it go all the way down and all the way up and it actually increased the uh, battery capacity yep which yep. you can see with something like x battery and it's in uh Amp hours, I guess, is the uh, the unit to measure that. And you'll see it over time. It will go down on a certain battery. I actually, uh, my coworker who just bought a uh, new battery, his is down to two amp hours. But he does a heck of a lot. I, I rarely uh, cycle my battery. It usually kind of wavers up and down, up and down. Yeah. He does a lot of you know stuff where he drives it down all the way or actually has a second battery. So uh, batteries. Batteries. So I'd yeah. say he's doing the right thing. Just uh, uh, Yep. Maybe get a second battery. They actually have a, who was it? Newer. Actually, he, he got one from Newer, I believe. And they have a, a slightly extended capacity battery. I think it just has more cells inside of it. it I think you're right. Yeah. And that uh, four and a half amp hours, I guess it gives you like four, eight or yeah. something like that. Um, but yeah. When you get a new battery, yeah. Check, check out what the, what battery, battery X or X battery, I guess is what. Uh, X battery. What John's it's talking about. It's very nice. Uh, and it'll let you know over time, you know, it'll show you your uh, capacity going down. So you can maybe get a new battery or at least shows you what's happening so you know what things you do will cause uh your battery to charge or discharge or discharge heavily yeah but it's good to keep an eye on on your battery's maximum theoretical maximum capacity because like john said that that will change which is sort of an interesting thing and it's the the electronics inside the battery that do that or that mm -hmm. monitor that maintain that number and uh and taking it all the way down and bringing it back up like john said 
will definitely uh, allow the battery to, to realize its full capacity. Sometimes you'll see it where the Mac will say, you know, you've got two minutes left on the battery and yet it'll run for another 20. And that's because the battery thought it had less than, than it did, or the, the chip in the battery thought it had less capacity than the, the actual cells did and allowing it to do that once or twice a month. We'll keep it, keep it in check with itself. So uh, speaking of, of laptop batteries, like I said, my, my MacBook Pro shipped, but things, oh. got, things got interesting last week. From, right from... Uh, from Shanghai, China. yeah. Okay, yeah. that's the really neat thing. A lot of times when you see the new Apple stuff ship, uh, is that it doesn't ship from California. It ships from uh, right. <laughs> usually somewhere in Asia. So, yeah. so it said shipped and your estimated... Well, this uh, is, there's an interesting eight. story here, which I'll, which I'll share with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, as, as I mentioned, I ordered my MacBook, uh, you know, five to 10 minutes after the keynote ended, I, I raced over to the mm-hmm. speaker's lounge and, and ordered it up. And for weeks, it said that it was going to ship on February 15th. Well, along came February 14th and Apple announced that they were taking, and I I ordered the 1.83 gigahertz model, which at the time mm-hmm. was the fastest Apple announced that they were speed bumping the entire line of MacBook Pros prior to them ever shipping. And I think that's a first for Apple, right? That they speed bumped the thing yeah. before it ever even existed. The, the two or something. Well, yeah, the, the low-end one is 1.83. And then the high-end or the the stock high-end one is is two. And then you can will actually, it, you can bump Dave, it. Dave, will it ever stop? No, it won't. It goes up to 2.16 if you, if you want to pay an extra 300 bucks, which I didn't. So I figured, okay, I'll stay at two. But since I ordered it, I'd been hemming and hawing. In fact, started hemming and hawing during the ordering because it comes or I had ordered it with 120 gig, 5,400 RPM drive thinking I need the space. And ever since then had been wondering, you know, should I have ordered the 100 gig, 7,200 RPM drive to get the faster one? And really, really my gut kept telling me "Ah, I should have ordered the faster drive. So when I got this note that they were, you know, speed bumping everything, I called up Apple's order system and said, oh. okay, talk to me here. Oh, you if, know you just confuse somebody terribly. Yeah. If it's my I, initial reaction that something's going to go wrong here, but that, maybe not. That was, well, that was, that was my reaction too. And so I asked the woman, I said, okay, look, can I change this option without it changing my ship date? Because I don't, you know, I've been at the front of the line or close to the front of the line. I yeah. don't want to move to the back. And she said, if you change it today, it will not today. change your ship date because we have today to go, only right because we have to go in and change every order and, and upgrade you. Right. So so the line is being recreated and we're doing it in order. So I'll just put a note on yours that when they go through to do this, they'll bump you up. You know, they'll just make this change, but you won't hurt, lose your right? place in line. Yeah. I thought, OK, sure. Sweet. Makes sense. Excellent. Sweet. Right. Thank goodness. Sounds I, good. Sounds good. So I uh, I did that. And I look online and they changed my order from a 1.83 gigahertz machine to a 2.16 gigahertz machine for $300 more and left the hard drive the same. Wow. That's exact. Oh, wait, that's exactly what you didn't. Yeah. Right. That's not what I wanted. They switched the wrong part to be faster. So I called them back and I said, okay. And I explained to them. Did you have a uh, case number? I did. And I, I, I called and him back. Remember who you spoke to, right? I did. Yeah. And There's so a tip to those folks out there. That's right. Write this stuff down. Yeah. It makes your life and the, the life of the poor person on the other end. That's going to hear you rant. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> so easier. anyways, 
But just a little tip because it really, if you have a number and a name, it really, really helps. Go on. It, it so. does. No, you're right. And thanks for saying that. So I, uh, I, I called up and I spoke to a different person, obviously, and, and explained what happened. And he went and looked in and said, oh, yeah, sure enough. It says in here that you should get the, you know, change the drive. And I says, I don't know why they did it the other way. He said, but, you know, you got to remember they were going through thousands and thousands oh. of these. Oh, hold on. So somebody made a mistake. And I said, okay. And he said, so let me change that for you. <clears throat> and he Just said, change. Yeah. Drive. Yeah. He said, well, no, 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 no. Ooh. He said he, he, you know, back the processor down. Cause I didn't want to pay the extra 300 bucks. Oh. 15, 15% more money for 8% more speed or whatever it works out yeah, to be. Yeah, just, yeah. it just didn't, you know, I, I didn't need it. So you're going to have enough problems. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, uh, but during that, he said at one point, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, cancel your existing order and, and put a new one. And before I could say, uh, that doesn't sound like the right idea, he had done it. He he obliterated your... Yes. And so oh. we got to the end, and he says, this might change your ship date a little. Now, remember, my ship date like, started at February 15th, yeah. and then when they speed bumped everything, everybody's ship date got moved back to the 28th, as far as I know. Mine did. Mm-hmm. So February 20th, we went from the 15th to the 28th, when I got finished with this guy on the phone and he was very apologetic, my ship date got moved back to March 16th. And I was like, Oh dude, you're killing me. You can't do that. You can't do this to me. Right. So you just he, lost a month because yeah, screwed up. Cause yeah. Cause somebody hit the wrong button. So he, but, but he was cool. He said, I'd well, be shaking my fist in anger. He was really Were apologetic. You your fist in anger. Well, no, I wasn't because I, I learned a long time ago when you're on the phone with these people, the, the person you're talking to on the phone is the only person in the world that can help you at that moment in time. And there's no and reason. They're, and they're a person. And they're a person. That's right. So I was really cool with him. And what he said was, you know, I feel really bad that this is how this happened. Not only are we going to comp your shipping, but we're going to give you hmm. 3% off the price. Ooh. Cash back, you know, right? Just right off the top. Wow. And I said, well, oh, okay. I mean, if I had to trade it, I, I wouldn't. I'd say I'll, I'll mm-hmm. pay full price and just get the thing. But okay, cool. 3%. Well, you know, what's done is done. And I appreciate you doing that for me. So he did it. And then our power came back on at, you know, 10 o'clock Sunday, Saturday night. And I, ha- I actually had a gig, so I wasn't even here when the power came on. Mm-hmm. And I woke up Sunday morning, looked on the trio and saw Apple ship notice. What? And sure really? enough, yeah. And and I looked, and the specs are right. It's exactly what I wanted. The two gigahertz with the seventy two hundred RPM drive. Everything's good to go, and it's on its way to me. It's in Anchorage uh, as of about an hour ago. So, so and I got my three percent off too. So there you go. Oh, yeah. All's well so, that kind of ends well. It's it's due so it's to arrive. Self induced or Apple induced uh, trauma there, but yeah, they made good on it. Yeah, so what I'm not sure of is if somehow I didn't lose my place in line, but this guy thought I did, or if somehow they're shipping all the orders that they thought would ship on March 16th now. Uh, that's the question I don't know the answer to. Uh, I do know a couple other people that ordered right about the same time I did initially, and theirs all shipped exactly the same time that, that mine did. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to believe that I really didn't lose my place in line um, because my yeah. order date still shows January 10th. Uh, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? All right. Yeah. Kent, uh, Kent has a question for us. You ready for Kent's question? Not really. 
Okay. Well, this is interesting because you just said there was a little Skype <laughs> problem and Kent has a Skype question. So we'll... Uh, okay. Yeah. Hey, guys. It's Kent from CouchPotatoIllustrated.com. And we have been trying to use Skype to record our podcast, Couch Potato Illustrated, uh, many times now. And we've never been able to successfully accomplish this task. It always sounds um, like someone's talking through a can or like they're being muffled, or sometimes they just you know, they cut in and out a lot. Uh, we have pretty good bandwidth, both upstream and downstream, for everyone involved, but for the life of us, we can never make it sound as good as it does on your podcast, and I know that you guys use it, so I was wondering if you could give us some tips on how to get our Skype quality up to par. Thanks a lot. Love your show. We listen every week, and we wish you all the best. Thanks. I'll take this one, John. Since I'm the the audio and Skype recording guy, mm-hmm. uh, and I wasn't at first, I wasn't really sure what their problem might be because, like he said, they've got plenty of bandwidth, they've got Skype working. Why doesn't it sound good? And this weekend, believe it or not, and it wound up happening Sunday again because of my extended pow- power outage. You can believe it. It's okay to believe. You don't believe it. I want to believe. You want to believe. <laughs> X Files reference. We'll there you put go. A link in the show notes, we will put a link in the show Don't notes. So, uh, but this weekend I was a guest uh, of Ricky Spiro's on uh, TMO's other podcast, the Mac Observer's Weekly Roundup. Which, if you don't listen to, you should. But Ricky and I actually talked about the podcast industry and stuff uh, in the TMO context machine, and it was the first time that he was using Skype in a new way. And he had it coming into GarageBand to record. I don't know what what Kent uh, over at Couch Potato Illustrated is using. He might be using GarageBand. He might be using Audio Hijack Pro. But uh, the first thing that I noticed is Ricky and I had a nice little Skype chat going. And then all of a sudden, I had no... uh, When he started recording, it sounded terrible to me. Hmm. And I'm not sure what was was going on and I'm like okay well let's just start the skype call again and we did and no it didn't work and i said wait a minute stop recording and he did and everything got better and then i remembered when when i was uh traveling and we were doing this over skype and of course i was on my power book not on this dual g4 that i've got here uh that i had th- the same issue and it's processor speed garage band eats a ton of processor frankly so does audio hijack pro uh so what what the problem Ricky was having on his end was that GarageBand was eating up more processor than it than uh, he had available, and so Skype had to give some up, and that's what made it sound bad. My problem was with Audio Hijack Pro. I was actually telling it to record direct to MP3, so it was doing some conversion on the way down, uh, and that's that's where that's where my problem was. So on hmm. on my end and on Ricky's end, we we both just had it record. Audio Hijack Pro to uh, AIFF, which requires no on-the-fly conversion, that left enough processor speed uh, in both cases. So perhaps that's your problem, Kent. Hopefully you've got uh, you've got some some tweak that you can make there. But but chances are, if you're having trouble getting it to sound good, it's uh, it's a processor speed issue. <clears throat> or sometimes, of course, it could just require you to restart the Skype connection, which John and I had to do here. Ha. Just now. Just now. That's right. <laughs> now it sounds great. Thankfully, so, uh, Audio Hijack Pro has a pause button for just such emergencies. So, yeah, yeah that- part of it is is they use some because uh, I've noticed this with uh, but, but they use some ports that are uh, uh, a lot of UDP high uh, number ports, and I think sometimes if uh, something weird goes on with those, Skype may uh, sound weird. I don't know. Yeah, I'll look into it. 
Yeah. It's just a well. I was starting to look into it. We'll start to look into it. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, where I, we at? I have to... Uh, I have to eat a meal of crow, and uh, I feel I, I feel it's time for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Last week, you heard me you heard me rant about the uh, New Hampshire Seacoast mug and their yeah. cho- their choice Boy, of, did you rant. of an evening for their their meeting. And it, of course, when I had checked their website, which was a couple of weeks before, uh, admittedly, it was scheduled for Valentine's Day, February fourteenth. Mm-hmm. Well. I looked the next day while I was putting together the show notes for the show and realized, oh my God, they made a change and they pushed it back oh to gosh. this week. So they did, uh, they, they did their part in, in reducing the, uh, the fodder for the geek stigma. <laughs> and, uh, and so I owe them a huge apology, which I put in last week's show notes. Obviously I couldn't put it in the show. Again. So uh, I will link I, to their uh, website. We'll link again. Yeah, we linked last week, and I, I did put a little apology in the show notes. So uh, I, I did want to uh, humbly apologize to them for, mm. for my faux pas last week. It teaches me I should I should check faux check things pas. because things on the internet when they're published can be changed as well they should be. So or cached, maybe or we can cached. see the latest. You know, I mean, but we'll talk about that later. Caching, like caching, like, like geocaching. No, no, that's a different yeah, kind of like caching. That. That's right. Uh, not that. <laughs> hmm. Where are we at here on the list? Uh, really, where were we at in time? Oh, we're doing okay. We're at 30 minutes here. For those of you keeping track at home, it's uh, 29 minutes and 30 seconds in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, we have more. We can... We can more what? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, what, 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 let's have a little tip. Tim McKeon sent oh, in... Oh, rant. Uh, were we going to rant? Oh, I'm sorry. You had a tip. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's talk about this. Okay, so this week... We're going to skip. Sorry, Tim. <sighs> we'll get you next week, bud. Yeah. Well, we might get you this week. Oh. What are we ranting about? You know what we're ranting <sighs> So, there's a, this week, Sophos, right, announced that there's a virus for the Mac. Oh, I remember what we were talking about. Uh, there's a virus for the Mac. It's insecure. Abandon it. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. <sighs> So again, it's a proof of concept thing. This is as far as my understanding on it goes. Now rewind here. Let, can we define what a virus is, please? Go ahead. Well, to me, I think there's a little confusion. Now, I think the word virus gets a lot of press. It and gets a lot, a of, lot attention. of press. Yes. But to me, a virus is a little computer entity that kind of self spreads itself yeah. without user intervention or knowledge. Right. Are we okay on that that part of it? I mean, there's. I'll, I'll sign up for that. I'll stand behind that. Okay. Of course, last so week I stood behind, behind the scenes does evilness on behalf of your computer without your knowledge, and you can do nothing about it. To me, that's a virus, and they're scary, and there are ways to do that on certain operating systems, uh, including Apple. I'm sure there's a way to do it on OS 10. Of course, naturally. Yeah, but virus. Okay, so virus has uh, to me a very specific meaning, and they typically are things that take down the internet because. Uh, right. better or worse, most people are running Windows, and Windows uh, has some uh, well-advertised, uh, due to its popularity or not, uh, holes which you can take advantage of. And a lot of times things will happen where the user doesn't have any say in what happens. It just right. happens behind the scenes. It takes over your computer. You're done. Now, some do. Um, do you want to uh, <sighs> carry on here? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, these guys come out, 
and they say that, yep, there's this, uh, it's a proof of concept piece of, of software that when run on your computer, it appears as a JPEG. And uh, when you run it or try to open it, it launches itself and then copies itself from, from what I understand into other running applications. Isn't that right, John? Is that what you, is that what, what, something like that. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm looking here, but I, I'm pretty sure that that's, it, can, it, it has the potential to infect. That's right. Other cocoa applications. Uh, that's right. Other cocoa applications. Right. So, mm-hmm. and, and then it will replicate itself. So it has the replication aspect of a virus, but it doesn't launch all by itself. You have to be there. You have to, as the user, you have to be involved in opening this thing. And of course, they, they they you know could potentially try and trick you into do this, doing this. But the thing I'd like to go and so it, it, at that point, it's a Trojan horse, not a virus, right? And or, or falls into the category of malware, right? It, to me, and yeah, to me, malware means that it takes some level of user intervention, um, knowing or not, which right. here's the key. That's the key. So here, this thing is like, oh, hi, I'm a JPEG. Well, it's really not. It's, right. And there, if you're paying close attention, which I will not fault uh, regular users, uh, that this file appears to be a picture because it comes up with a JPEG type icon. But then right. what happens after that is kind of weird. Yeah. So really, the thing I'd like to go back to again is that it's a proof of concept. That, again, these people are out there, you know, waving the virus flag for something that hasn't been found in the wild for all we know. And I don't know. I want to state this very carefully here because I don't want to be spreading any rumors for all we know. It could have been someone that actually writes antivirus software that created this thing. Right. I I mean, you can't say that. No, you can. I can say, I don't know whether or not it's true. We don't know who created this thing. But mm-hmm. frankly, the only people that know about it seem to be the virus companies. Why isn't it appearing somewhere mm-hmm. else? Right? Am gonna, I missing something here? We're going to get you that tinfoil hat. Every time <laughs> one of these companies comes out with, oh, OS 10 virus, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it makes me and it makes me start to think they're just trying to sell software. And I know I um, sound like the Windows weenies when they say, oh, I think semantics out there creating viruses. No. I really don't think semantics out there creating viruses. Yes, it would be good for their business in the short term, potentially. But in the long run, if, as soon as someone found out, I mean, they're a publicly traded company. It would be a horror show yeah, yeah. for them if, if they were. So they're not. I have no doubt. But it just it drives me crazy. You know, they, when they come out with this stuff, they need to make it clear instead of issuing this, you know, horrible press release, this, you know, crying mm-hmm. wolf with this damn thing. They need to get out there and say, okay, we found another way that a virus could be written on OS ten instead of saying, we've got a virus, folks, because that's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it leads you to believe something they're that's just, not necessarily true. They're just scaring people. Yeah. And eventually, so one of them, eventually a virus is going to come out. Right. And no one's going to believe these folks because they're out there crying wolf and doing it in the wrong way. In my, well, not so humble opinion. Yes. So we had that one, which, um, and it also, it's spread via iChat, right? That's what they say. It could be. Yeah. One of the reports I said, though, is it only spreads via iChat using Bonjour, Mm. which isn't too common. 
Really? Yeah, the, I, I did a little research on it. Okay. So uh, uh, the problem is also a lot of the information about this thing is uh, mostly yeah. cut and paste stuff. It's not uh, yeah. uh, research firsthand, so you may get some in. Uh, but I think it was it was actually a MacWorld uh, article uh, yeah. to our buddies over there. We got a couple yeah. of friends over there. Have you seen yeah. That? yeah, yeah. You said that they they did a nice <laughs> job writing it up. So, um, so yes, they're talking about that. It was actually MacWorld. a couple of guys Absolutely. that tried to uh, you know infect their. Uh, machines and came up with uh you know which, which seems you know the thing was a proof of concept it was very sloppy it didn't work in all cases and then they have this other one that came up uh there was a bluetooth one hey if you may okay. heard about this so yeah. it, another kind of worm deal but it exploits a bug one is an older bug and number two is uh you have to explicitly the recipient of the bug has to acknowledge a uh, obex file push via bluetooth which you know, a lot of times if I'm receiving a file via Bluetooth and it says, would you like to receive this? And there's nobody around who's like actively sending me a file. I'm probably going to say no. That's right. No. <laughs> Unless you get into those commercials that show people, you know, on public transportation with Bluetooth devices and whatever. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> but still, so, and that was the one thing where I got to give uh, our friend Peter, who uh, I hope listens, um, of course he does. Of course um, he does. Credit where he did a very thorough write-up of this one worm and say, duh, you know, I mean, get over the hype. It's something where you ex- explicitly have to say, which is the same thing. Well, the other one, the weird thing is that when you clicked on the picture, something would come up. It was launching a command from the terminal, which probably most people just said, yeah, what's that, huh? Yeah. Uh, of course, geeky people like us would be like, oh boy. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. Uh, and I think even if you look at that, the, the the first one that Dave was talking about, if you look at it in the uh, Finder, it will come up as an application, not a picture, even though it has a picture icon. Yeah. It has a uh, file type of application. That's right. It's an executable. That's right. Although I can't, uh, I, I have to be honest here and say that I don't look at every picture that I get to make sure it's truly a picture before I open it. Uh, agreed. So, yeah. You know, there you go. Someone found that. So uh, that's it. That's uh, our, that's viruses. Our... I'd, I'd still say, you know, Mac is still relatively safer. Oh, yeah. Well, clearly. Uh, I mean, just, just you know, look at the evidence. Currently, the Mac is much safer. And is it is it safer in the long haul? Well, only time will tell. But we do have a, we do have a little bit of speaking of time. We have a little bit of time left to talk about our, our wish list. We had done something over the holidays where prior to uh to to the various holidays where we especially us americans just shower each other with gifts which gets a little crazy but anyway i didn't good yeah we're we're changing our plan for next year but i'll I'll rant about that another time uh because it's crazy it ruins the holiday but anyway we uh we started talking about our our wish list and on it we talked about things that we would like to have that do exist that we simply don't have and we started talking about things that don't exist and so some of you have actually rep- replied to this and talked about it, I've had some email trails with some of you, and uh, it seems like something that would be a sort of a cool recurring feature. So once every three, four or five shows, we'll, we'll revisit this. And, and tonight is one of those nights. So I have a, I have a couple of things on my wish, wish list and I'll, I'll, I'll start with it. And I know, John, you, you said you've got a couple too. Mm-hmm. So the first thing on mine is, is a Wi-Fi or Bluetooth some sort of wireless iPod sync. Wouldn't it be great if I could leave my iPod in the car and just park it? And I happen to park fairly close to where my office is. If I could just park it and hit a button and say, go sync. 
And yeah, I realize it's going to take a lot longer than it would over a USB connection. That's okay. Just tell it to sync. I get out of the car. You know, by the time I get in the next morning, even if it's used up a lot of the battery, I don't care because it, it'll it's plugged into the car and, you know, it'll charge up when I turn the car on. And it could sync that way. It'd be so much better, especially with podcasts, for, right? It'd be good for Bluetooth. You know, I hear there are Bluetooth, like Bluetooth yeah. headsets for yeah. pods. So, gee, you know, if they just did a little extra work. All we need is a Bluetooth dock. That's it. That's what I want. So that's my... But actually, uh, now the newer docks have infrared, so... Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not good. I'd have to set up all okay. kinds of that's wacky a, a mirrors. So. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. So that's uh, that's number one on my list. What do you got? Your list. Well, how about my list? I want to talk about my list. Yeah. Actually, I'm looking at mine and, uh, hmm. You know, I'm going to go on a little tangent here. Oh, Just a tiny gotta make one. This quick. See, we got to we got to tighten this up because we, we're, we're yep, you know, it's going to be right. tight. Okay. So I sync for Windows. So there's not hmm. yet I sync for Windows. Uh, that was on my my first thing on my wish list. But there is people. There are people who are trying to run Mac OS 10 on Windows uh, Intel type hardware. And yeah. uh, a couple of things. We'll put in some news things. And I think you you may have covered this earlier, Dave. But uh, one thing is that um, so the chip uh, from what I recall is called a TPM Trusted Platform Module. It's a little chip. Uh, that's going to be inside of the uh, newer Macs and uh, the newer OS 10 is going to look for that chip. Um, but they actually put a little message in OS 10, um, like a little poem uh, telling people not to do that. And I thought it was interesting. Um, but anyways, I sync for Windows. I'm, uh, I like for Windows. I'm sorry. <laughs> they were on my list and they're still on my list. So I'll go back to you. Okay. <laughs> I'm Skyping John. Stick to the wish list. Stick to the wish list. Uh, okay. They're still on my list. So I've got another one that I've come up with. You know, when you're on an airplane and you're listening to your iPod and in these days with the video iPod, sometimes you've been watching a movie or a television show or whatever on it, what you with, and with any of your headphones, you can't hear anything on the plane, which is great, right? Awesome. You can get in your own little mm-hmm. world. You don't suffer from sound fatigue and all that, but there's one thing that you miss and that's all the very, very relevant announcements from the, from the crew. Sometimes they tell you, all right, if you want to go, you know, use the restroom, do it now because we're going to be landing in 40 minutes or whatever. And we're going to have to shut things down, you know, and you're going to have to stay in your seat or we've got something coming up or something, you know, whatever happened. Wouldn't it be great if someone built and I guess I could do this, but it'd be nice if somebody made it like look all fancy and iPod ish, a little line in mixer thing, a tiny little deal that you plug one of them into the headset jack on the plane and the other end into the iPod and you plug your headphones into it. And anytime an announcement comes up, it just lowers the volume on your iPod, lets the announcement come through. And then when the announcement's done up, it goes again. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be? I like it because I wear my, uh, idiomotic, uh, earphones yeah. a lot of times yeah. when they come up to me, I can't hear anything they're saying. That's right. And, I just talk, uh, which is weird too. Talking and not hearing yourself gets yes. uh, kind of weird because you don't yes. know if you're yelling or not. So um, that's uh, that's the second one on my wish list, and yeah. uh, and I've got one more, and 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 then we'll uh, we'll run out. And I want Safari to have selective pop up allowances. You can either tell it not to allow pop up windows or to allow them, but you can't tell it to say. You know, allow them from FedEx.com because I trust those guys, but not anybody else. You can't hmm. do that, and they got to do that. So that's uh, that's third on my wish list. Send in, send us in your own wish list stuff to MacGeekGab at MacObserver.com, right? 
They can do that, can't they? Yeah. They're allowed what do they want for uh, Easter or something? The Easter Bunny. What do you want the Easter Bunny to bring in? Wow. We're really going there, huh? <laughs> you can just send if it in. If you like the bunny. <laughs> we, you can just send it in, and it doesn't need to really be related to any uh, strange religious holiday that's <laughs> that's been meshed with capitalism. You know, and it's not that religious <laughs> holidays are strange, and it's not that capitalism is strange. It's the fact that we've we successfully Too meshed tasty. the two. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, less filling. Uh, uh, how's the band? The band's good. All right, so uh, I did. I did want to say a very, very uh, heartfelt thank you to Michael, who, aka Computer Michael. Nap, who yes. dutifully converts this show faster and faster. I've got to say to AAC format. So, Michael, thank you, thank you very much. And the listeners, we've and still got a ton of Gmail invites. I don't. I don't think we have any newsline oh, invites left. Um. I'm actually going to kick a couple people off because the oh, invites they... have been there for a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, and, you're uh, gone. If you so, get a news vine, so you're gone, man. We got so one means... or two, but yep. uh, it's a. Uh, yeah. So uh, you can send us. Uh, let's see. Let me let me go we back to the top to of the list here. We want to talk to you. Okay, so wait, wait. N- next week we're going to talk about uh, uh, the initial thoughts Ooh, yeah. of the MacBook Pro and more. Uh, we've got some more comments, obviously, that we didn't get to tonight that we'll go through. Mm-hmm. I do want to thank our sponsors again, thinkdifferentstore.com and audioengineusa.com. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this podcast was downloaded from Cashfly, thanks to Cashfly's hosting. If you want to sponsor this podcast, we're sold out for a little while, but there's some holes, I think, coming up sometime in March, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. you can contact the Backbeat Media Podcast Network. Send out your uh, thoughts to us with I'm, the iTunes oh, comments. Yes. What? Did I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No. Vote. Vote. That's right. Vote at Podcast ITMS. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. We've, uh, yep, we uh, did our uh, campaign. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. This month. And uh, thank you so it much for voting. Well. We're, uh, we're up there. We're uh, audio comments to Mac Geek Gab at MacObserver.com. You can call us 206 666 Geek. Visit the show notes at MacGeekGab.com. And the Skype voicemail works. Skype to Mac Geek Gab. Thanks, folks. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much.